the Rosie and Bill Show wish to thank our primary sponsors, The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. The Roselli Agency. Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. Anthony DiCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. <laughs> I gave my ex-wife our house. <laughs> I forgot to take my name off of it. <laughs> she intentionally didn't pay the bill. <laughs> I got a foreclosure note. <laughs> my credit score is four. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week is a true comedy icon. He's been named Stand-Up Comedian of the Year. He's performed for four presidents, and his comedy specials are among the most popular of all time. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show comedian, actor, coach, and Philadelphia native, Craig Shoemaker. Craig, welcome to the show. The problem with that nice introduction is people are Half your audience is going, who the hell is this? I can't. <laughs> you kidding me? Well, after this, they will. You're, yeah. You better believe know, it. Everybody's going to know my name now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, Craig, I'll tell you what, it is such a play. This is something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. I personally have been looking forward to this to a long time. And we, we've got a lot of things that we want to talk about. You've, got, you've taken versatility to a whole new level in your career. And we're going to cover as many of those bases as we can. But first, I'd like to take a trip back to your early days, uh, back to the city of brotherly love. Yeah. What was it like growing up as a kid in Philly? I think the comedy started, my dad left when I was born. I was like, something I said, wah, he's gone. <laughs> and, and I think that that adversity was like right out of the gate. I got to do something to do comedy and make people laugh. And I recall something happening recently. Well, not recently, but I had a recollection of something where I had a, a real, uh, like a gift from the higher source of saying, you were meant to do this. It was in fourth grade and we moved a lot. I, I actually thought the word evict meant move. I thought they were the same word when I was a kid. Here's the eviction truck. Oh, we got to go again. My mom would cry and read a letter. We were gone. And we're in fourth grade. I was in fourth grade and, and I was told a story about my mom beating me up. And the whole class was laughing. The teacher was trying not to laugh. And the next day, it was an amazing experience. I was, I was on cloud nine. No one knew who I was. Now they knew my name. I was getting attention and affection and all of that. And the teacher the next day, believe it or not, is never gone today. She took my hands and tied my wrists behind my back with blue yarn and locked me in a closet, the supply closet for a whole day. What? Yeah. And I remember sitting and she goes, don't get off this box. And I was so defiant. I kept getting off and I'd see her thighs coming through the vent. I jumped back on the box of paper. And I, I, it was amazing to me what happened that day was you keep going. There was like a voice inside of me as you keep going, you keep sharing your pain, keep sharing your anxiety, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences, and watch what people do. They light up. 
and it allows them the freedom also to do the same thing. Laughter is such a wonderful medicine. And I was going to give this medicine. I was meant to do it for the rest of my life. And that's what the, the big G told me that day, no matter what, there's no guidance counselor. There's no teacher. There's no peers that say, go, go be a comic. <laughs> Things got to be pretty bad. If they're pulling you to guidance counselor, you know, this is all that's left on you. We got nothing. You know, you, 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 according to your SATs, sorry, it's a stand-up comedy for you, Craig, but nobody does that. And nobody kept me going except for something inside some big high light source was saying, you keep going because people feel good. Even though my Mrs. Stout didn't feel good. She had to lock me in a closet for a whole day. Well, I, I, I don't even know how to respond to that because there are so many things right and wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah. locking you in a closet for god's sake she was probably saying things like ah oh, you think you're funny you're a funny guy huh and then you're like yeah uh exactly. at, right. at some point you're like yeah i, I actually am yes <laughs> i'm ready to charge a cover charge <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you get a water ice and a pretzel with your uh, with your comedy uh a little mallow cup you know <laughs> mallow cup you know it, it was this uh and something happened recently i'll, I'll make the story brief but it told me that I'm doing the right thing. A lot of people have said, oh, my daughter had leukemia. We listened to your CD. And it was it's beautiful to hear these messages. And they're constant. Guy that works for me said he brought this guy. And after my show, this is 20 years ago, after the show, he turned to me and says, you know, I was going to commit suicide. And, and I life is worth living. And if, there's so many stories that uh, tell me that I'm in the right business, that I'm doing the right thing, even though it's a very diverse career, as you said. It's gone all different places, but it all came from doing stand-up to begin with. And there's this pastor here in Los Angeles. People said, you should meet him. And I met him and does this story on stage. And he says, uh, you know, he was uh, studying to be a pastor. And he, his, his girlfriend was pregnant, but his fiance, and he had a mentor, an older guy, married guy, was his Christian mentor and he taught him everything. And he went to his parents and introduced, and he said, oh, she's pregnant. Get out of this house. We disown you. We'll never speak to you again. They disowned him. He's completely betrayed. And then she turns when she says, it's not even your child. It's your best friend's child. And he was completely, as you can imagine, that's the ultimate betrayal. Your parents now, your, your fiance in Christianity and your pastor mentor. So he was going to commit suicide. He was going to go off this cliff. He knew exactly where it was going to be. And a miracle occurred. And I went to the, I heard him say this and I went to Kenny Loggins, my old friend was what, and he was literally doing a song called peace of mind. I was feeling so ethereal and so light and a text message came and he said from the pastor who I just met, he goes, the reason I didn't drive off the cliff is someone handed me a CD of Craig Shoemaker right before I got in that car. I put it on. I laughed till I cried. He goes, life is worth living. I am with you forever. And he's been my friend ever since. Mm. And that was, I went back to fourth grade. I had that memory. I said, thank you. Thank you for giving me this gift that I'm going to keep sharing with people, including him and now his family. They come to my shows and they're like, oh, this is the guy. And uh, he says, I saved his life and I'll have to believe him. Greg, what is that like for you? Because obviously you're spiritual and you have a connection. And at a young age, you listened to those inner voices, which are re it's really important. But what is that like for you to be a channel of that for other people? It's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a mind bending, transformative, beautiful experience. It's magnificent to, to, to tap into our true potential and help other people do that as well, which is what I now do. I'm a coach and I love being one. I'm still doing a lot of stand up at a high level, but 
most rewarding thing is when I have people at our graduation last week and I have my celebrity friends came to the graduation. We have a winning with humor course about how to really alchemize humor and turn it into gold in your life and how laughter is so much more important than we give it credit for, how we can become independent and truly strong through our sense of humor and our sense of self. And it is so gratifying. It's my life is so extraordinary. And by the way, bad stuff happens all the time. I mean, my wife left our marriage out of nowhere, you know, and it's not easy to deal with, but we deal with it with, you know, dignity, integrity, laughter, and joy, love, light, and levity. That's how we deal with it, no matter what. And it's not easy. It's certainly not instructed by most people, but that's where I like to take people. In this graduation, they affirm like, hey, you're doing the right thing here. You know, somebody shared that um, even the way, like if somebody says, how are you? How do you guys respond? How do you, how do you respond? Say, how are you? Let's just pretend we're going to go to you first, Rosie. How do you, how are you? Usually I'll say, oh, good. Thanks. How are you? Okay. All right. What people about don't you? really want to know. What about you, Bill? What do you say? Usually, believe it or not, Craig, I usually say if I, if I was doing any better, it would be illegal. Okay, nice. See, that those words alone, this woman told me about how it's things like I call things not homework, I call it fun Simons. She, she said, you telling me that. That little thing, she goes, then I don't feel the burden of it like I felt my whole life. I want to do homework. Oh, it's an assignment. No, I made a fun assignment. And even, I say, when somebody asks you how you're doing, no matter what, Say whatever it is, make it very positive vibration. I would say fantastic. And my mother always goes, she's very predictable. Oh, I love to hear that because <laughs> she's very negative. And <laughs> she loves to hear that I'm not dying, you know. And she was just visiting me and she's just a flat out riot. She's so funny. I just put her on a plane back to Philadelphia now. But and and listen, it's that to give people that reflection back, they need that right now. We're in a very divided world. It's dark and dire and anger and rage is just so rampant right now and so why not shift it all by just going i'm magnificent and it shocks people you know i had somebody who goes oh i'm above ground i go boy there's some good standards you're setting for yourself right. <laughs> that's gonna make for a great day so and i think that that's what your podcast is about about positivity and i that's why i'm on here to be honest with you i've got invited to podcasts all the time and i turn down most but when they told me that people that work with me, I said, I'm in. Oh, Add well, to that Delaware Valley and, you know, Gina Lombardi. Now that's a whole bonus that I wasn't even aware of until the pre-show. That's right. Our Gina, she's the sweetest. She is the best. So, Craig, were you ever scared, though, doing stand-up comedy? Oh, my God. To the point of panic attacks. Unbelievable panic attacks where... I would grab onto the microphone stand and just feel myself sweating and heart palpitating. I thought I was dying. And good old Dick Sean, he died on stage. And during his acting, they left him there because they thought it was part of his act. <laughs> his own son was his stage manager and left him dead on the stage. Oh, my God. When I have the panic attacks, I go, you damn you, Dick Sean. Because I always think I'm going to be the next one that dies on stage. And then I heard another one that went not too long ago. It's like, so during the panic attacks, when you're all panic attack is about your thoughts. That's all it's about fear and thoughts. That's all it is. It's not real. And once I knew it wasn't real, I had a checkup and everything, but they lasted for years and I don't have them anymore. And, uh, but yeah, absolute fright. But the reason, the way I get over that, I teach this as well is I just pray or think to myself, be of service to everyone out there. Who's ever waiting for you. They need you. 
They need you to be of service to them. Get out of your ego, out of yourself, out of your self-obsession. You don't want anything except for share your joy, share your experience, share your version of laughter, which just works. A lot of people have laughed at me through the years or with me or at me. And just give it up. Just give it up and let them get it or not. And and that energy, I call it genuine energy flow, that genuine energy flow really works in all businesses, in all life, but it definitely works for stand-up is be of service to the people that are out there. And sure enough, they reflect back, man. You you got me through this. You got me through that. I don't like comedians. I hear I hear all the great feedback. It's amazing. Yeah, and Craig, I think what's what's also amazing as I'm listening to this, it's it's almost as if you've kind of come full circle in that you went from being nervous and having panic attacks to now using humor, winning with humor, and kind of the antithesis of that. And in both ways, you've been of great service to people. So I just want to commend you for that, because, again, as you were saying earlier, and also one of the reasons why we started this show, there's so much negativity out there. And the only way you can top negativity is to kind of beat it down with positivity. And what you're doing is going to leave such a lasting impact on people, especially now with these courses. Well, yeah, I give them literally and it was it wasn't written by me. It was written by higher source. I'm shocked at what came out of me, to be honest with you. I mean, it is a step-by-step, absolutely provable formula that I take people through in these courses and one-on-ones as well. And I have seen the results. And there's no question that there's results, that you can be funnier. And anyone can be funny. Once we get out of these limitations that we put on ourselves, what I always say is we are born laughing. We're born in light. We're born in joy. And then what happens is, to get in line. So I, my new book is called Get Out of Line and Into Alignment. In alignment with your true Love self, it. genuine energy flow. Your true self is joy. Your true self is light, is levity. Your kids are born laughing. Kids laugh way more than adults. So I said, let's go catch the kids. They laugh 200 times. We laugh 20. Let's go. Let's have a laugh bit and go catch them. You know, that's a goal now. And exchanging your favorite sitcoms. I give that for a fun time. How about your favorite movies? Even quotes from favorite movies. Those aren't pillows. That makes you smile. Just to see, it made you smile. <laughs> just hearing the quote, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, one of the funniest scenes ever. And you're laughing just at that quote. You can do that. So I didn't tell that joke. All I did was reflect yeah. it. So anyone can do that. And you share these things with people and it's unlimited where we can go. But everyone puts you in these limiting you know, goals that they have. Here's what you do. You, you memorize these books. You memorize Nina Pinta Santa Maria. You memorize 1492 Columbus Sail the Ocean Blue. There's no texture to it. There's no context. There's no, nothing uplifting about those memories of something you don't even know about what really took place. What happens is in the now is where we need to get to. And then now is this vibration of love that we all are. We are these things already. So now it's just a matter of peeling away the crap that's and get into that alignment. That's what I teach people. I say, here are the ways to get there. Here's the pathway to get there and release your true potential. It's potent. I want to take your class, Craig. Jeez. So many times when I've watched comedians, um, I'll wait for the funny part and then it's over. Or it'll be 20 or 30 minutes long and then it's over. You go on and on. And so in addition to laughing my ass off the entire time, I can't help but wonder, how do you remember it all? Uh, a lot of people ask me that. It's funny you should say that. Do you remember your life? I'm just giving you my life. 
So I think of bullet points is one leads to this, this one leads to that. And I come up with different orders on things. I'll say, this is a point where you can go to the crowd. This is a point where you can just relax and just let see what comes up. And this is a point where you're going to get to this exact bit that you want to get to. And this one leads to this bit. And this has a segue, but this is related to, uh, it's a woman's world, for instance. And that's a, that becomes a hunk. And so it's all in, in my mind, like a screenplay or like a play. And this is why I don't like guest sets. I do a 90 minute show, just like you're going to a play. And that's why they say, can I do a guest set? People get angry with me. I go, no, it's like if, I, if I'm up there doing Hamilton, you say, hey, can I stop by and do Rent? <laughs> can I do a couple scenes from Rent in the middle of your play or the beginning of your play? No, I'm there. The well, people are there to have a connection with me and when I'm my story that I'm telling and my experiences. So I'm not like most comedians and, and, and I do guest sets and stuff. And I don't like doing guest sets because it's that's a sprint. I'm a marathoner. So mm. it's easy. It's easy to remember how I got to the marathon. I became a good marathoner by, by the hard work that it takes, by taking those steps, by making sure that I work on my posture and my breathing and everything else, you know, metaphorically. And, uh, and so that's how, that's how I do it. You know? And so people have asked me that a lot about the, how do you memorize all that? And it is a long show. And, you know, I just, I just tell them, I, I well, it, we're all, we're all just one step away from releasing our potential. It's just a matter of like, how can we find those keys to be able to do that in a free way, in a way where we can just have absolute expression without the fears, without the doubts, without the worries, without the judgments of other people, without feeling like you're going to have something taken away from you and all that. What if you're just open to doing that? And then there's a, an ethereal connection that takes place between the audience and us. And that's that's where we all want to get to. And I mean the audience being you and your dinner table. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? One of the guys, one of the guys in the course, he came up with this on his own. But again, I'm just like the the ignition. You know, remember the ignitions? We actually yeah. turn a key. <laughs> yeah, before the button. <laughs> before, before you just walk in and it turns on or you press a button. Yeah. Were, were they really having a problem with the key? People are writing in, I've got or I, I've got carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> Start my car. You better come up with something else. Oh, it this takes too do. long. I can press a button. Now that I can do. It's amazing to me. I feel so sorry for the kids now. It's all done for them. You know, I, by the way, you don't want a millennial stealing your car. Get a stick shift. Let <laughs> me break it in. What the hell is that? It's low jack. And the guy's right. got two, two brakes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we've gone we've gone too far. We're not thinking anymore. I I agree, and it's causing lots of problems, Greg. Yeah, it's causing it lots of problems. Critical uh, thinking is out the window. It's all based on technology. I always say, hey kids, what's going to be like if you're ever lost in the woods and there's no reception? What are you going to yeah. do? You know, what I mean, what are you going to do? You can't you can't YouTube your answer here. So yeah. I want to get back to when you were talking about you, you know, at this point you do this and that in the show and you go to the audience. I was watching one of your, your shows and you were having, uh, you were talking about um, shooting the guns and you were having the guys in the audience make their sound effects. And what came up in my mind was why are men so much better at making sound effects than women? I think that they are. I think it's some kind of innate ability and I want to know your opinion on that. My, uh, by the way, I want to give you a little tip in comedy. This is my tip for everyone. You're not going to get my opinion. You're going to get my experience. 
Okay. This is something that we could all utilize in life because your opinions are, you know, obviously people are going to attack your opinion. They can't attack your experience. So my experience is that is not true. Okay. What's true is what's true is I go to the audience and I have men do it because what also is true in my experience is it's funnier to laugh at men and it's funnier to laugh at women because America's mm -hmm. videos every week is a man, man, not a woman gets hit in the nuts. Ha 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 ha. ha. Give him 10 grand. The poor sucker is nuts. Guy. <laughs> you never see a woman get hit with a hammer in the crotch. It doesn't happen. Not funny. So it's funnier when men do these noises and are attempted. And you said they're good at it. No, they're awful at it. That's why the bit's funny. I've never found a good machine gun sound. As a matter of fact, we're going to have Bill do it right now. Bill, put your fingers up just like you're a kid. Get your gun ready. And I want to hear your best machine gun sound. Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case, Rosie. <laughs> It's like Chewbacca. It's like Chewbacca. It was Zoom. It was, it was actually really, it was done really well, but Zoom <laughs> compressed it, Craig. Oh, Chewbacca constipated. That's what that was. <laughs> Chewbacca's looking for a bathroom. <laughs> I always wondered what it was like to be that guy in the front row. Now I know. Exactly. Rosie, take it back. The men are good at sound effects. Take it back. Uh, you could have done way better than that. I don't I, think so. I don't know. I don't think you're, I you're a machine gun, Rosie. I usually don't go to the women. I know I'm sexist. No, That's I would just go. See, much better. Much better. Than oh, is the, it? The constipated Chewbacca. <laughs> much better. Okay, I take it back. I could, I could make fun of it because that's the other thing is men making fun of women is just not as funny as men making fun of men. Right. Well, I agree well, with that. Along those lines, one of the things I'm wondering about, Craig, is um, when it comes to things that are funny, things that aren't funny, do you find, do you in any way have to approach writing differently today than maybe when you started because of kind of how sensitive things are in the world? Yes supposedly, but I'm doing the opposite. I'm actually developing a bit right now. You're the first to see it where I have this right hand, right? And pretend he's a puppet because puppets get away with everything. They, they win in America. He's <laughs> got talent. He's ventriloquist. They can say anything. He could be racist. You know, Jeff Dunham has Ahmed, the dead terrorist. <laughs> he's got a, a pimp who's black. I mean, literally, because it, it comes out of here. It's okay. <laughs> so I have this hand that says the worst things ever. And this guy is like, He's he's the the voice of reason. He's the voice who does yoga. <laughs> Contemplate and be mindful of what you're saying. This guy's going. You're a douche. Shove your yoga pants up your ass. <laughs> so the two fight now. But I have a saying. I am I'm from Philly, but I live in California. I'm stuck between Namaste and kiss my ass. <laughs> I live. So my other response is based on my experiences. I was always left. I've been always left my whole life. But I realized I'm out of the left now. During the pandemic, I, I left the left because they're intolerant. Obviously, I would feel that the right is intolerant because that's the way I was programmed to believe. Now I'm right in the middle. I'll never go right and I'll never go left. I'm right here. I'm also judging the woke people. The woke people, they are so arrogant to decide what is woke and what isn't. And based on a one line from your, the way you look or way you appear, of course, a white guy, you're always going to look one way. That's the way they see you. So you're unwoke. Or you're not. So you know what? I lean into it. I my new shirt. There it is. <laughs> Unwoke 
RAF. <laughs> I'm like Air Force. <laughs> Air Force. If they yeah. want to believe that's what it means, then they can believe that's what it means. But I am unwoke. I'm leaning into it because I don't care about your cancel culture anymore because you're canceling comedy or canceling fun. That's your problem. If you don't understand a joke, wait a couple seconds later. You might understand it. Might re-examine it. Or DM me. You don't have to call it out from the audience and heckle and be all of self-important. It's the self-importance of people. Hiding behind keyboard cowards, taking mm -hmm. people down, canceling comics when we're independent workers. Cancel a corporation. They can afford it, believe me. Cancel somebody that's really causing harm to the environment or to people. Cancel them. Don't come after a comedian because our whole intent is to make you laugh, make you feel better. If you don't feel better for that one instant, let it go. Move on to the next joke. If you don't like that it says unwoke AF, examine it further and listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not. By the way, what if the word was empathetic? What if the word was compassion? Let's wear that on our shirts and say, hey, woke, I'm woke. Who do you think you are? You're woke. You get to decide who's not woke and who's not. What movies we should watch, who we should support, who we should take down. You're not the one who's deciding. And to think that you are, you are unwoke. You are not woke. You're the opposite. So there's my preach. There's my, there's my <laughs> experiences. My experiences. That's what happened with the left. I'm too arrogant. I left the left. I can't go right because I've seen too much crap over there as well. Let's all stay right in this centered space of love, light, and levity, right? There you go. Amen to that. Now, Craig, you mentioned kind of how important coaching is to you. And, and you also have winning with humor. Mm. How much has that impacted you? And how does that feel, that experience to share with other people, to help other people in those ways? Now, I made a probably trillion people laugh or maybe trillion laughs, maybe not trillion people. But yeah, literally, it's, it's a lot. I've been doing this since... Well, outside Philadelphia, Ava Tamini's backyard, Flower Town, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I perform for free beer. And I also perform at Schneider, Harrison, Siegel, and Lewis, this law firm in, on 15th and Sansom. Performed in their lunchroom, put myself through college, been doing comedy since high school, 17 years old. Oh. And it's magnificent, the, the feelings that, that happen that are transferred back and forth with people. But this thing with the coaching, it's just, it just took it to a different level because it's a real, uh, it's something that people can use and it's scalable even. Like when you have a night of laughs, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. What a relief. What a release that's happy. But when you get to do it yourself and learn how you can, I was going to give you an example of this guy, Sean, actually he's, he's outside of Philadelphia himself. One of my, clients personal clients and he's also on the coaching he does the coaching calls with the with the course and he you know what he came up with on his own i didn't come up with this i love it i use it though he has his kids tell dad jokes at dinner and he goes the best dad joke gets a reward you don't have to do the dishes so they're they're scrambling to come up with the best dad jokes <laughs> i do it with my family now my kids have all these great dad jokes and I give him some of my own and I write some of my own. I'm going to give you my own original Craig Shoemaker dad joke. All right. Okay. What kind of vegetable got caught in the pirate's throat? <laughs> and to choke. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes are great. They're nice and clean. You can look them up. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're 
eating someone else's dad jokes. It doesn't matter. It's just it, we're, it's about the fun. So his family now shifted from this big, intimidating guy that he learned how to be intimidating his whole life. Big, intimidating, Philly guy. You know, you straighten up, sit down, you know, whatever it is, you know, that commanding way. He's now loosened up to the point where he brings laughter to his family. They're looking at him, go, who's this guy? Imagine that. So that's what the coaching is that you, every person can do that in your own family. Craig, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. And um, I want to do my best to see if I can get through the question without cracking up. So, <laughs> you know, I was wondering how the love master was doing these days and how long do you think he can keep it up? <clears throat> keep it up. That's the part where you couldn't keep your, <laughs> keep your, keep your laughter in check there. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> How long can a love master keep up? Yeah. 40 <laughs> days and 40 nights, baby. Oh, yeah. Till the floods happen, baby. You're going to need flood insurance when I'm done, baby, with the love master. Master of love, baby. I'm a sight for sore thighs, baby. See, Bill? He loves us. Bill, <laughs> Bill, I guarantee if you've watched Attitude, or any of my specials that you are doing a love master around the house or you're doing it on a, whatever you're on a date or in the hanging out. I have you ever tried to do the love master beyond uh, maybe, maybe here and there. Yeah. I knew it. So I want to hear you do the love master. It's going to be worse than the gun. I trust <laughs> you. Be worse than the gun sound. He's going to try to do the love master. Do you need a line or do you want to come up with your own? One of my lines, go ahead. Got to make sure we, we hit that button on YouTube, not for kids. Um, so. Yes, it is. It's for kids. So, it's all innuendo. Yeah. It's innocent. Here we go. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. The kids so talk worse than we do. Believe me. But give them my best shot. All right, here we go. Yeah. Hey, baby. I got four inches. Some women don't like it that wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's Foghorn Leghorn. I'm a old as a bowling ball, there, boy. Hey, baby, that was pretty good. Hi, uh, yay, Bill! Good for you, Bill. <laughs> Craig, is there a favorite joke that you have over the years? Is there any one that if you said, "Oh, this is the best joke I ever wrote." My best joke is like my last joke. You know okay. what I mean? It's the most fresh. I just put one on Instagram. Got a, it was a pretty big hit, actually. I'll get, I'll, I'll say, uh, what is it? I, I, you know what? I'll have to read it for you. <laughs> you got to get it right. <laughs> just wrote it. So it's not even in my act yet. But the response has been incredible. Here we go. Uh, sex, question mark. Um, I'm in such a dry spell. I needed lube to slide into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost I saw that one. Yeah. 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 I saw that one. I laughed. Yeah. My my yeah. own person my own personal favorite though, Craig, I have to tell you, I think is when when you share the story of how they were sitting around a room and a guy came up with the idea for the Pez dispenser. Oh yeah, that's my classic. That's because what somebody actually classic. had to do that. <laughs> they had to sit around and say, I have an idea. I said yeah. he was drunk. Yeah. yeah. Big plastic head uh, thyroid problem. Anyway, yeah. That Pez is one of those things that 
you know what I love about that? Well, that joke, not, not so much. The Love Master, what I do love about Love Master is I get to change the lyrics all the time. Like, I have to do best of stuff. A lot of comedians, they don't believe in that. They have that new, 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 new. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. I mean, if you come see a play, they're not going to change the words, right? You're coming to see that play. Right. Well, obviously, I change it all the time. But there's some big, there's some greatest hits, if you will. Sure. Like Springsteen, I don't want to hear all new stuff. I love Springsteen, but I don't want to hear all new stuff. I mostly want to hear the old stuff. It's nostalgic. I love it. I can hear it time and time again. So why would the same not be said for stand-up comedy? So I've got the Pez that's almost always in there. People say, I, I could hear it over and over again. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> so I'm going to give that to them. You know, And the people that think, oh, I've heard this before, let them not laugh for a couple seconds. You know, doesn't matter. But Spring, so the great about Love Masters, I get to write new lines. I have pandemic Love Master lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Six feet social distance. Six feet. That's just the tip, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's great about Love Master is Springsteen. He has got to do Born to Run. He can't do Baby. I'm Born to Trot. I'm Born to Jog. <laughs> got to stick with the words. I get to do new words all the time with Love Master, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's so much fun, Craig. Oh my goodness. We could talk to you for hours. We're so glad that you came out and, you know, made time to see us. When are you, so you're coming back at Philly in August. Yes. I'll be at the Jersey shore. Also, I think in okay. Ventnor or something like that. I've got a bunch of like surrounding stuff and, um, you know, I'll go see family and friends. I still, my best friend is in Philly. My family's in Philly still. And, and, uh, I just love being back. I love being from Philly. It's, I think it's really a, probably the most underrated city in the world. I mean, it really is. It's, it's has everything. It's so beautiful. The largest park, I mean, Fairmount park and right. all the, you know, the historical stuff downtown, the buildings are magnificent. The, you even have the gargoyles. And if you look closely at the buildings, it, it's just magnificent when it was built, how it was built, that it survived war and everything, you know, it was, it was once the capital and the Liberty bell and all of that stuff. But it's the, it's, the people, the character of the people that has a bad reputation and should not. Right. Love about Philadelphians, and this I say about comedies, they tell the truth. I live in California. It's not a truth-telling place. There's a lot of phonies here, transactional relationships, not true relationships. I'm so into my Philadelphia roots. And, and we were just going to ask you about the the Philadelphia sports teams. Oh, I, I made my kids in the Eagle Sixers Flyers Phillies fans. They're, you know, I might get child services called on me, but <laughs> in California that they are all loyal, green for the Eagles, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, we, I made them into huge sports. As a matter of fact, my son is up for a job at Drexel. He's getting his master's at Fairleigh Dickinson. He will mm -hmm. never return to California. They and my other son too. They wow. they love the root, the rootedness of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. And literally the trees are rooted. Did you know the trees? I never knew this until I was here for a few years. Palm trees in California, not indigenous. They're all brought in. They're not, they're not even real. I didn't even know that. Palm trees. I didn't know it either. Wow. And, but the Philadelphia, these rooted trees, I play golf there at these country clubs. have been there for a hundred years. And, you know, I don't like the trees when I'm playing golf. You know, there's a positive and negative to everything, you know, so there's some shade and uh, it's beautiful, but I just so believe in 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 the in the roots of people, in the in where we come from, and embracing that, and embrace the thing. Every aspect of Philadelphia. There's the negative people that threw, you know, 
still on that reputation of throwing snowballs. From 1967, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Let it go. But no, we're still doing crap like that. <laughs> but that's just a few yahoos. Every, but every organization you can come up with, if you're in a religion, there's really bad people in your religion. If you're in a, in a group like a, the Rotary Club, there's really bad people. But there's everywhere you go, there's bad apples that spoil the bunch. Well, that's the same with Philadelphia. Anybody in this podcast right now, I don't, I can't speak for Bill, but not throw a snowball at Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, they didn't, they never tell the part, Craig. He was wearing a Cowboys jersey at the time. So therefore, he deserved it. He did deserve it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys, yeah. They deserve it. All bets are off. <laughs> it's, it, but they're just so unique because is this like pride it's false pride it's real pride whatever the pride is it's it's just have fun with it lean into it that's why teaching winning with humor too is like lean into the fun of things have fun i do a thing called chuckle chatter where you can laugh at anything and also guided laughitation you can laugh at anything and get to the meaninglessness when you're through with the laughitation that gets rid of all your stressors and all these nerves and all your fears and anxieties. It gets rid of all. Do you know you can't be depressed while you're laughing? You literally cannot. Watch this. I'm depressed. <laughs> you think I'm depressed in that moment? Of course I'm not. So this is, it's so, it's, uh, you know, I have Laughter Heals. You know about that. Laughter Heals Foundation. It's a nonprofit. We go to hospitals, aftercare facilities. We help wounded warriors, cancer patients. We help uh, first responders. Get rid of this stress, which is a huge disease causer. Yeah. That's why I couldn't stand about the pandemic is they told us stay indoors. No, go outside. Get your blood flowing. Live life. Have the sun. Have Breathe the air. Oxygen. Your body is a wonderful thing you can do for your health to laugh. They shut down laughter. We're back, baby. We are back. Come see every comedian you can possibly see. Put it every week on your calendar. What would be wrong with that? Every week you make sure you get your laughter medicine with a comedian. Amen to that. Just what the doctor ordered. Well, Craig, again, we, we appreciate it so much. And we're going to be coming to see you at Soul Joel's uh, in August when you're there. We're looking awesome. forward to that. Awesome. It'll sell. It's going to sell out. So you make sure you get your tickets. And by, by the way, your giggle get your unwoke AF shirt or your coffee mug. <laughs> Or, or your I'm stuck between namaste and kiss my ass. That's coming out this week. So go oh, there, get that oh, stuff. All right. I We're like going to spread laughter through the world. All right. Yeah. It's good energy. That's so, great. hey, partner, my birthday's coming up in a couple months. So, uh, okay. You know, <laughs> potential gift items there. It makes it easy for me. That's good. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> exactly right. Wear it proud. <laughs> Craig, right. thanks again so much for joining us. We have had a great time. And not only. I think everybody watching has learned a lot, laughed a lot, and loved every minute of it. I know we have, and I'm sure they have too. We wish you all the best in all your endeavors, and we look forward to seeing you in August. And follow me on official Craig Shoemaker, all right, on, on Instagram. I need young people. My other people, they're not going to be here much longer. <laughs> we hear you. All right. You hear that, everybody? Craig Shoemaker on Instagram. And, folks, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. I'm the love master, baby. Yeah. You think it's a fairy tale? Well, puff the magic dragon, baby. Come on and tell Pinocchio a lie. Climb the magic beans, dog, baby. Fee, five, four, from lay on down, and I'll make you. You know what I'm going to do for you, baby. Yeah. 
Oh, I'll love you so good your neighbor will have a smoke. That's right, baby. Yeah, I did a girl so good the police came three times. Oh my God, that was so gross. What a visual. I'm so sorry. Erase, erase, erase. You look a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I got a fold-out couch and two pillows waiting for you right here, baby. Yeah. Do you on the lawn, we'll get arrested for smoking grass. That's right, baby, yeah. You in real estate? Can you tell me, is this a lot? Yeah, that's right, young thing. I got the Pokemon waiting for you right here, baby. First, I gotta get a Pikachu. Yeah. You into Star Wars? Come on up here and chew, Baka. I am so sorry. Seriously, don't encourage him. Erase, erase, erase. Sorry, 19. Delete, delete, delete. Four people got that joke. Stay with me. Stay with me. 